Hello and welcome to the Rev It Up podcast, helping entrepreneurs fill up their tanks, crank up the RPMs, and put the pedal to the metal until they cross that finish line. Hello, I'm Jess Tiffany. Ready, set, go. Hey everybody, welcome to the podcast. Super excited uh, to be here today with a good friend named Joe Myers. Uh, Joe uh, is a digital marketing strategist of Dog TV, and um, they're in 130 million homes. And uh, he's going to tell us a little bit about how dogs don't see in black and white. They see in hues of different colors. So we'll get that information from him, him in a minute here. So Joe, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. Excited to talk to you and your audience and uh, share any knowledge I can about the world of digital marketing and uh, talking about dogs as well, because who doesn't love for family members? Exactly. They, they, are, they are nice so and fluffy, and they lick you in the face. But very much so. If, they, if you got the right one. Even if, even if it's not your dog, they will lick you in the face, which, yes. is, a, which is a value add for any, any conversation. <laughs> well, very cool. So tell us a little bit about um, what you're doing at uh, Dog TV uh, currently. Certainly, yeah. So I'm the uh, digital marketing director. Um, and so I, I handle all things digital marketing, whether from um, placements on Facebook to our Google ad ranking to optimization to conversions to our YouTube channel, which is over 100,000. Uh, manage our social team where we have over 500,000 followers. Our email team. Um, our retention team, so sort of touching all elements of the business uh, from a digital perspective um, to ensure that the, the message and the value of Dog TV is, is given to our core audience. Uh, and now, sort of with the onset of COVID, uh, working with some of our cable partners as well to deliver a digital message and smart digital advertising to that right customer at that right time with the right message. Very cool. That's that's great. And um... So I was, I was curious, I, I kind of gave a teaser, but uh, tell us a little bit of how uh, this kind of the studies about the dogs and the colors and all that stuff. Certainly. Yeah. So um, many years ago, probably 10, uh, they, dogs were unable to see TVs. It was, a, it was a form of media that was outside of their spectrum of how they see and perceive the world. Uh, we all know dogs have a wonderful sense of smell. Pretty obvious. If you drop a piece of steak on the ground, your dog's right at it. Um, but they sort of, with the onset of digital televisions, um, dogs were able to see this medium that we as, as humans, you know, binge and watch, you know, way too many hours a day. You know, I don't know what the average is in America, but it's, you know, probably six or seven hours and probably even more so during COVID, maybe it was 12 hours a day. So we love it. And so given the onset of technology, just like any great innovation, technology allowed our dogs to start enjoying this, um, about Eight years ago, uh, the, the founder, Ron Levy, noticed his cat, ironically, was watching the TV. So he designed some content for the cat, figured out, wow, my cat loves this. He's more calm, more relaxed. He's more entertained. I come home. He's not manic. Um, and then he, after that, really decided, let's go into the marketplace, figure this out, worked with some of the top behaviorists and people doing studies. And there have been since the onset, about 70 studies talking about how dogs see, what they see, what are the differences, what do they like to experience, what do they like to hear, uh, and Dog TV was created. We have five patents protecting the technology, 
anywhere from the, the music is all uh, composed, especially for dog TV, to be in line with the, uh, uh, the octaves that dogs hear. Um, all of the imagery, uh, the visuals are adjusted uh, to the dog's color spectrum that you're not seeing black and white. That has been, uh, it's a misnomer. That's why all toys are different colors. They can see your toy, I promise. Um, and they actually see in blue and yellows. So if you want your dog to see something, get them a yellow toy or a blue toy. They'll see it way better. Um, and they, they sort of can be enjoyed. So Dog TV has entertainment content, which is what you'd expect. The bouncing balls across the screen. Uh, it has relaxation content, which is just like our relaxation content, very calm, beautiful scenes, let the dog relax. Uh, and then one of our patents is for our exposure content. So it's giving your dogs that sneak preview into the world around them while they're sitting on their couch. Mm. So car rides, vet visits, going to the park, anxious situations that can be calmed down with exposure, just like it would happen with all of us. You know, if we have a big presentation, we practice. That's exposure therapy to the situation. It works for humans, works for dogs as well. Oh, that is really fascinating and interesting. Um, so um, is there like a lot of different channels within dog TV or is it kind of a one, uh, one channel stream type thing? Yeah, so we have, uh, excellent question. So we have a, we call it like the live feed. Uh, and this is a 24 seven, 365 feed of this content set up in sort of blocks of time. Uh, so you might open it up and there's relaxation content. 20 minutes later, it's gonna switch over to exposure content for five, 10 minutes, and then off to the entertainment content. So that's most, most people turn that on. Uh, but we also have certain blocks of time uh, that if you, if you want your dog to recover, if your dog's recovery from surgery, which is a prime example, turn on the entertainment content or turn on the relaxation content, excuse me. Um, and it's a four hour block where your dog is just going to relax and chill and hang out. Uh, and we also have started to, uh, in the last year, develop pet parent content. So during COVID, right when it started, uh, we talked to the nation's top veterinarians to talk about how to deal in the world with pets and COVID. What does it mean? Uh, what is happening? There was a couple of dogs I think, I think it was less than 10 worldwide that developed COVID symptoms. Wow. Um, and so they were getting headlines and people were fearful and there was a rush to return um, or a fear that people were going to return dogs. Like I can't have this, this dog that's picking up all these things and I can't sanitize my dog. Um, we know now that was very rare cases. Um, and uh, so, yeah, we, we were developing some of that content and putting it out there on the channel uh, we have the dog chef. There's actually a chef, several chefs in America that are specialized on dog treats and dog entrees. Wow. Um, so we have some of those cool examples. You can make your, make your dog a doggy cupcake or my dog loves our doggy sushi. Uh, so we, we've sort of developed additional content, more training tips for pet parents as well. But majority people turn it on. It's a, it's a nice relaxation. It's a nice easy button. For when you leave the house. A lot of people do turn on radios and televisions, uh, but as we all know, the radio and especially TV is not a consistent or reliable form. Mm. Um, and if you've ever watched TV for longer than 20 minutes, you know that those commercials are very loud yeah. and have real no standards of what they're going to do. So, I mean, you could turn on the weather channel and they could do a three hour, uh, three hour special on lightning. Like, what a huge, <laughs> like it's, it would be, 
And we hear about it all the time. People are like, well, I don't need dog TV. I turn on the weather channel. I mean, you're checking the programming every single day on the weather channel, making sure there's not a lightning special or, uh, you know, uh, you know, cars crashing special. I mean, you're going to give your dog, you know, there's potential to give your dog some severe anxiety versus turning on a channel that has been trusted, vetted, uh, and even, you know, some of the nation's top vets trust it for their own dogs and they actually prescribe it to dogs that are um, in the area, especially now that we, you know, we're, we're home alone with our dogs. I mean, our dogs need some entertainment. Wow. That, that's, that's fantastic. Yeah, the, I can see a dog just freaking out. There's lightning storms for an hour and a half. Right in this oh, place. for sure. Yeah, I mean, if you put on the radio, there's going to be ads. There's going to yep. be games and buzzers. And um, and even some of the, you know, we have a, we have some Spotify playlists. So we, we those, are, those are really good. But that gives your dog one element, just the sound and the visuals. Um, you know, if your, dog, if your dog loves to play ball and he sees a ball on the screen, he's going to follow it. Um, and then just like with everything, you're going to have to get your dog used to it for the first time. I mean, you took him on the, the walk the first time. It, it took you a little while. Uh, they need to be educated on it as well, just because their, their natural instinct is not that. But it's, uh, it's a lot of fun um, to, to watch dogs all over the world watch dog TV. Um, my brain goes to uh, thinking like in three years, they're going to be running around with VR glasses. Mm-hmm. and for running sure. into tables it's gonna be a mess but yeah no n- nowadays a lot of dogs have those uh they actually have uh fitness trackers oh. um there's a handful of them very popular um and it gives the dog sort of the same peace of mind that it gives the human and that's sort yeah. of where dog tv plays in as well it's a it's a part of um the the engagement journey for your dog i mean if your dog was inside all day didn't do anything kind of a boring life but we as pet parents are, are obligated to give our dogs the best life we possibly can. We just think dog TV is an, a good element to that during those times that, you know, you're on a podcast or you're listening to a podcast or you're working and your dog wants you to play, go turn on dog TV for a couple of hours. He'll be distracted. You'll get your job done. And then you guys can be together. Oh, that's pretty cool. That's creative. Um, I like that. So, um, What's your number one marketing channel um, for dog TV? Just out of curiosity, kind of. Uh, for for us, uh, because we are a streaming a streaming platform, yeah. um, our biggest one is actually on platform. Mm. Uh, so we have uh, an app on Roku and Amazon, and those are sort of our biggest marketing channels, just because we can reach our consumer at the point of determination yep. and with the remote in the hand. Yeah. Um, and obviously, we have some very large streaming competitors you know disney plus amazon netflix i mean these are big companies yeah uh with big top line dollars and then they also have you know content with you know hollywood actors in them um real tough to be on jimmy fallon when it's uh uh you know you're competing against the latest netflix special or the latest disney plus special um but when you have your remote in your hand and we remind them that their dog needs this type of engagement and it's available with a click away. Uh, it's a very easy like consideration. You know, we have a two minute sort of watch first video mm-hmm. that says like, this is what this is about. Sort of my pitch to you at the beginning of this podcast um, from an industry expert, from a professional, we lean on the, the best industry experts we can possibly find. Um, to make sure we're delivering this best content because, you know, when a million dogs a month trust your channel, you want to make sure what's on that screen for every second is tier one, 
you know, passes the muster. And when vets are, you know, prescribing dog TV to their dogs, uh, their vet, their dogs that are in their office, we want to make sure that they, uh, we, we take that trust. We don't take that trust lately. Okay. And um, how do you grow your uh, YouTube channel? Because I know you'd mentioned you had one for dog TV. Certainly. Yeah. So that has been, I would say, um, uh, I think YouTube sort of falls into one of two categories. One, it's dedicated and you are a YouTuber and you have content for YouTube. Mm -hmm. And then the other one is, oh, put your videos on YouTube. Um, and so uh, very admittedly, we've played in both camps. Um, there are some, you know, there's some very, there's some free content on YouTube. That's a guy in a, in a, in a park, um, with a camera and he's like, oh, this is the same as dog TV, which it's, it's, it's clearly not no science, no patents, who knows if the dog can see it. Um, and so we've, we've negotiated back and forth on how do we play on that channel. And for us right now. Um, where we play on YouTube is showing our expertise, showing the value and showing how dog TV is above, above the, the imitators uh, and then first in the industry as well. So we have our, our veterinarians that prescribing dog TV. We have our industry professionals talking about how to use dog TV. Uh, we're giving tips on dogs who ha have anxiety um, and certain ways to deal with that. Um, so I think that it sort of becomes this, like this journey from giving everything you have away for free and hopefully people will pay you for it eventually, but who knows when and how to establishing yourself as an expert in the industry, an expert where you're at, and then having that simple path of like, we're the, we're the pro. Once you're done with those other guys, come to me and, and we'll, uh, we'll be able to, to help you and, and to deliver whatever value you add you have. All right, and I hear Fluffy in the background. Yes, I'll uh, I'll uh, I'll get him inside. Oh, that's right. Yeah, no, no worries. Um, um, did you need me to pause and grab that, or? I think my wife is on the way. Okay, do it. So, all right. Um, so, um, what is um like off platform? I know you said Roku and and whatnot. Um, what's um trying to think what I'm trying to say, but what's off platform? Like, like what other avenues are you using to bring in uh, new, new uh, customers? Certainly. Uh, so I think our, you know, social is certainly a big element of this Instagram, Facebook. Um, those are certainly bigger elements for us. There's a huge dog population on there, especially with dogs with their own Instagrams. Uh, we partner with them uh, to deliver that message and to really show use cases of it. I think a lot of people, when they see like dog TV, wait, well, who is this for? What is this? Is my dog going to watch it? Some of those value ads. And without saying it's for your dog, it's this, you can show somebody who they agree with and believe in on that top line awareness of dog TV, showing the dog, watching it, sitting there, tail wagging, having fun uh, for hours. So I think uh, our social, social footprint uh, is certainly a, a substantial element of our marketing. Uh, and then we, we do we do solve a problem uh, in the industry, whether anxiety um, or uh, entertainment for dogs. People are always Googling or going on Pinterest to find solutions on my dog has anxiety. What do I do? And uh, um, because we are prescribed by, by medical professionals to help calm um, minor anxiety, um, 
then we, we certainly play in that space as well of Google searches, people looking for a solution. Mm. They don't want to try, you know, pharmaceuticals. They don't want to try CBD. Um, they want a, you know, a natural approach. Uh, Dog TV is a, a perfect natural supplement to what you're doing or first place to start. Like, oh, my dog's, my dog has anxiety every time I leave. Let's turn this on and we'll see what happens six hours later. You come home, your dog's sleeping in front of it. You know, it, it, it helps mitigate it. I'm not a medical professional. And if you need, if your dog has severe anxiety, always go to a certified behaviorists or a veterinarian. I would recommend both. Um, both, both are going to help you. It could be a physical issue that your veterinarian needs to help with. Um, or it's a, it's a, you know, behavioral issue that a certified behaviorist can deal with. So, okay. Awesome. Not, not prescribing anything, but <laughs> right on. Awesome. And I, I'm sure everybody's wondering, what's your dog's name? That's important. Very much so. So I love alliteration. Uh, so my dog's name is Mickey Mouse Myers. Ah. And we love Disney too. So it works on, works on two levels. There you go. Nice. I like it. Um, and what, what are your um, kind of revenue sources? Obviously, you got the subscription model. Is there other uh, revenue streams that you guys have going on? Uh, yeah, so our primary is subscription. Uh, we also do sell um, some supplemental products on Dog TV. Okay. Um, and then we do some co-marketing uh, with brands as well on, you know, introducing their products to our our dog audience um, in certain elements. Sometimes it's cross-promotion uh, with, uh, you know, big mobile, big mobile companies, uh, or sometimes it's a, uh, Hey, we'll, we'll offer this, you know, we did a cross promotion on a, um, anti-anxiety medication, uh, anti-anxiety pill for dogs, um, for dogs with more severe. So okay. you might have dog TV or you try it out, but your dog, you know, develops, your dog has more severe anxiety. There are some, some off the, on the counter, uh, medications. So we've partnered with them in the past as a okay. another revenue stream, yeah. uh, but primarily the business is, um, the streaming channel similar to you know netflix disney plus okay and if somebody wants to um track you down uh, what's the best way for them to reach out uh head over to linkedin uh you can look me up there uh awesome. you know, just as it it's all spelled as it sounds uh hang out and if you see a dog dog tv next to it you, you found the right guy awesome is and is it dogtv.com or what's the url yeah, so dogtv.com, I would say, is like the easiest place to kind of learn about the channel. Um, and again, anywhere you stream, so if you stream Netflix or you can download our apps, iOS and Android, uh, Xbox, Samsung TV, uh, and we have a, a brief a brief explainer video up there of like what this is, what it's not. Okay. And um, is there um, like a particular... Um like type of uh, say Facebook ads or Pinterest ads or next door ads or what, what's kind of um, where you see the most uh, traction as far as advertising? Uh, in, I've been doing digital for you know, 10 plus years, 15 yeah. years, whenever, whenever Google allowed the first Google ad, I think was maybe the first, um, you know, it was, it was you know, 2008, I think yeah. was when I started. Um, and for me, the best one is the one that's layered in the most touch points or the most data. Um, so if I can reach a customer six times mm. versus reaching them one, I will always win with six. It yeah. is not a question. It, it will win with six. So the best ad is the one with the most data behind it. 
mm. audience segment time um, or touch point. So I think our, our, our all time best ad unit we've ever ran was a UGC. So our customers using the product done to a very particular audience um, done after they visited a particular page on our website. Okay. And it was just a very like, it was this audience going to this page about this issue uh, and they needed that solved and we got them there through a very basic Google ad um, on a search history. So they kind of went to the page and the page was designed to educate and talk about this and really show like people like you love products like this. Um, and then the social ad really confirmed that. Okay. And so it was, a, I think, I think anybody in digital looking for a silver bullet is going to be looking for a really long time you need to, I would say, kind of build a silver pyramid. Like you can't just build the one. Yep. You have to build the system. I mean, it has to be, you know, that first touch point has to lead to the second touch point, has to lead to the third touch point. You know, on digital, it's, you know, three or four, I've heard up to seven um, to be effective. And if you think about it in your own life, that's how it works. I mean, you don't usually make a decision of any consequence after one ad. Yeah. Um, and so I, 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 don't, don't look for a silver bullet. You're not going to find it. I have clients, you know, I, I used to run an agency myself and I had clients be like, I need to run one ad to turn my business around. I was like, no, you don't. No, you, you don't. Uh, and then the other part is always focus on micro conversions and the macro will take care of itself. So what is your, what's your homepage conversion? Okay. If it's 0.15%, Okay, maybe fix that first before you start driving, you know, 100,000 site visits to it. You're obviously something's broken. Yep. What is that, you know, uh, impression to click rate? Okay, maybe there's something wrong with your messaging there. Like if you focus on like run an ad and sell a product, you know, it is going to, that's going to be, that's going to be a tricky thing or you're going to have to get a ton of top line. And unless your product is very, very expensive or very, very viable or, you know, everyone wants it. And, you know, you have a commodity. I mean, that's a different conversation, but most, most people selling commodities don't have problem with the marketing. They just have problem with pricing because people are buying their things enough. They don't have to worry about the marketing. Right. They're worrying about distribution and pricing. It's not the marketing. No one, no one's like, you know, I didn't see a lot of toilet paper ads in the last four months. I mean, they, <laughs> like, they were, most of the toilet paper ads were Hey, hey, we're giving back. I mean, you're buying all of our, but we're giving back. I mean, that was, it was, it was PR and marketing. It was not, yeah. you know, so I think focus on, if you're in an industry, you know, where you have to market your product, it's not a commodity. It's not something that people, you know, are you know required to buy, yeah. you know, focus on building, um, building that golden, you know, that, that silver pyramid and, and the macro, micro, conversions within the macro conversation because you'll you'll chase your tail every time if you're focusing on macro what's an example of a micro versus macro uh, just so if people don't know, understand oh, yeah. certainly yeah so uh, a macro would be ad sale micro would be ad clicks page page views page traffic time on site uh clicks to you know conversion or like add to cart or buys uh, and then after that, it's, you know, checkouts, you know, how many abandoned carts you have, hmm. and then it's remarketing. remarketing yeah. So a lot of people are like, I want to sell an ad and I want to 
place an ad and sell the product. And there's just this whole disconnect that you're missing on like, I told one of my clients, um, you know, I was talking to a, a, a distributor, somebody we were working with. And I was like, if the conversion off that, off our landing page increased by 0.05%, we would have sold, you know, it was like five X on that promotion. Wow. Yeah. It makes a difference. Massive. It was huge. And it was just, we focused 0.05%. That was it. That was the difference. And it, because the numbers were so big, we were dealing with a, you know, a major pet food company and they had an email they sent out to several millions of their clients. And at the end of the day, we got, you know, a very low percentage of that. Mm. And I told my team, I was like, if we don't focus on that 1%, that's the difference between a comma most of the time. I mean, like <laughs> almost every, almost every, you know, one, 10 and a hundred. I mean, there's not a huge difference between those numbers if you don't care about them. Yeah. Um, but if you said, oh, a hundred percent of my ads sold or 1%, I mean, you should care. So I think focusing on, I think a lot of entrepreneurs, especially when they hire agencies, they focus on the macro because they think the agency is focusing on the micro. If they are not performing, go one layer deep with your agency. Just go one layer deep. Just go, okay, I gave you $100 to run an ad. You sold one thing. Okay, that's the top line. Mm. Go one layer deep in there. How many people clicked on it? Mm. Oh, one person? Oh, cool. I mean, that's that's pretty solid. That's that's hundred percent conversion. Yeah. Go yeah. <laughs> run a thousand more of those. It's not bad or good until you know the micro numbers. Mm. It's just it's just a, a a test market. It's just a a sample size that you're dealing with. But once you know those numbers, uh, and you don't have to be a crazy mathematician or know all the percentages, but you know, big numbers good, small numbers bad. <laughs> That's, that's a good way to break it down simple so people can understand. So, um, and how, how important is the follow-up process? Like, is, is there a certain um, process you guys go through that uh, seems to really uh, increase, you know, later conversions? Uh, yeah. So follow-up in regards to like remarketing? Like yeah, remarketing. Yeah. I don't know if you have any sort of like ongoing customer relations oh, type sure. communication. Okay, too, but... Yeah, yeah. So I'll answer both. So the, the remarketing side is really important. Um, I am a big proponent of sort of Gary V model of like punch, punch, right hook, a jab, jab, right hook Yep, yep. of like deliver value, deliver value, deliver value. Because you've delivered this value, you told me you like it, here's the sale. So a lot of our, our remarketing efforts are set up that way. A really easy way is to do it on social. Uh, social has become sort of this like hit or miss platform. Some mm -hmm. people on social will just like, it's like try to be a billboard and Trump, some people try to do the jabs mm. and social has told us numerous times and they will continue to tell you it's not a billboard. You want a billboard, pay for a billboard. <laughs> Billboards cost money engagement. You play by our rules. We'll give it to you for free. Mm. So either one, you can do either one. Just know that they control They're They're in the back of it, pulling all the strings. So you're not going to trick Facebook you're not gonna pull one by them by making a billboard. So long story short, on social, engage with your audience. You know, engage them with things that are about your brand. They are entertaining, enjoyable, funny, silly, thoughtful, thought-provoking. Like engage them, really engage them, and then hit them with an ad to sell them the product that solves the problem that you're engaging them with. Mm. Like we engage our audience with, 
you know, the love of pet parents, you know, how much do you love your dog more than anybody else? Anybody that clicks yes on that target audience all day long, I can mop them up in the remarketing. I mean, they've, they've said my dog is more important than anything in my life. Okay. So is your dog's entertainment more important? Yep. Cool. Start a free trial. Like it's, you can't set that up. There's that's the data behind it. So I think that's the first part is like engage them properly. So then the remarketing is easy. If you do billboard here, you're going to be you you, you and your, your best friend or you and your wife are going to see it. That's it. No one else. Like it's <laughs> pretty common. They're pretty good at it. So that's the first element is like set your audience up with the right top line. And then the remarketing becomes pretty easy. Um, in there, given that jab and then the right hook lands way more. Um, you just focus on right hooks all the time. You're going to swing and miss. I mean, that analogy is pretty pure. Um, and then for us, we are a subscription service. So our audience and our pack members are uh, essential. We have a full-time person that their entire job is to keep our pack members happy. Uh, so whether that's sending them birthday gifts, we have a birthday club, uh, whether that's partnering, we partner with Kong, on National Dog Day, and we gave all of our members a Kong toy for free. Whoa. They just had to fill out a form, and we send it off to them. Um, this month, we're doing an exclusive Q&A with a trainer about holidays. Um, so we're inviting our, our annual members to an exclusive Q&A. Uh, they're able to sit down with one of the uh, nation's best trainers, world-renowned, who actually, I think, has a show on Discovery coming up. Um, and so she'll talk to our, our, our pack members and our dog moms about the holiday tips and tricks, uh, things you're not able to find or Google and ask specific questions to them as well. So I think for us, it's once you're sort of a pack member, we, we want you for life. We want your dog to love it. We hear stories. We've had a couple of people, uh, send us over some tattoo ideas they're going to get for dog TV because their dog loves it. Um, some of our hyper enthusiasts, they get their, they have their dog, they get their dog a TV, uh, because of dog TV. I mean, they, it's, it becomes, it became first like, I go to work, I turn TV on. And then they came home from work and the the dog was like, I, I'm, I'm not a huge fan of Grey's Anatomy. Can I go watch my show? <laughs> and they didn't have a, they didn't have a TV. And so they get them that not essential, not needed, but it's a lot of fun to see those super fans. One of my favorite ones is there was a border collie, I believe in Texas, and they live on a large piece of property. And anytime, so the border collie in the morning go does business and goes to enjoy this half acre this person has. And then the mom, all she has to do is open the window, turn on dog TV, and no matter where on property the dog is, they, zoom in, jumps on the t jumps on the uh, jumps on the couch, jumps on the bed. That's next to the TV, sits down, and then like their their day starts and they enjoy and relax and, and they have fun. And the mom, you know, heads off to work and gets home. The dog's there, safe, sound, um, and, and gets to explore, you know, kind of the, the, the city. So our audience, you your audience has to be your number one priority. Yeah. You can't keep filling the bucket when you have a big hole in the bottom. It is just, it does not work. I mean, unless you sell a product that People buy only once in their lifetime and these people don't have friends. I mean, focus on your audience. Like it is, I can't think of an industry that the audience isn't important. Awesome. Yeah. Those are, that's great tips. And, um, and, uh, can I tell the story about how we met? I think it's kind of oh, fun. Oh, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, very, very prevalent. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, 
so I was at uh, sitting at a Starbucks one day, or Caribou, Caribou Coffee, yeah. and uh, uh, and I hear this guy and he's talking digital marketing. And I'm like, wow, he's saying this right, you know, because I I I, I talked to a lot of uh, people that are you know marketers, quote unquote, and uh, they kind of just have this generic stuff they talk about. And he was going into details, and it was like I was like, wow, this guy knows his stuff. Yeah. Like, it sounds, I feel like, it, I, you know, it sounds like like something I would say, you know, to answer questions and stuff. And I was like, wow, this guy's really, really deep into the marketing. And I was really impressed. And so, and then I basically, I think I just walked over and I just kind of said, hey, you must be in marketing or something. I, can't, I don't know. Do you remember what I said? I don't remember what I said. Yeah, it was, I was actually, it's actually, you know, I don't know if it'll be timely when this is in market, but it was actually, I was uh, um, doing some consultative, com, being a consultant for a political candidate um at the time and i was I, I heard heard her platform and i was like hey i want to help out i can certainly you know dial for dollars and, and knock on phones but i have this other skill set are you interested so they said sure let's meet let's talk yep. and so i go into the you know kind of what i've talked about here and a little more in depth about their website and social and um email and some of the value adds there and you walked over and you're like oh yeah i this is what i do this is my background and you know what you're doing. And they're just like out. And I was like, I go, I, I promise I didn't set that up. I have no idea who this guy is. I, I gave you my card, you gave me yours. We exchanged some pleasantries. Yep. And I did I ended up, uh, I don't know if I told you, but I ended up working on their campaign and they got elected. Nice. Um, and they passed, I think she recently passed some legislation. She was a doctor and she recently passed some legislation on insulin. Because um, some of her patients were actually dying because of insulin, they weren't able to get it. Oh, wow. uh, and so that's what encouraged her to be uh, to be a state representative, and wow. uh, she ran one term and, and did some really good things. And so I want to say it's all thanks to you. I think yeah. I think that, that <laughs> sure. seems appropriate placement. But uh, <laughs> it was, yeah, it was a, it was a fun time, and uh, something I continue to do is to consult for uh, politicians. I think it's a it's a value add, and, and I I think politics is you know the purest form of marketing i'll leave it at that but on the top line you know in, in recent years usually you'd go to the polls and by the next day you know who win or lose uh, and, and for me that's you know that's the purest form of marketing is people making a decision on a paper they have to decide left or right yeah. uh, you usually don't get that clear of numbers in the in the marketplace so i i find it addicting now so if you're a politician <laughs> listening to this reach out to me. It's a lot of fun. It's a side project, side hustle, but it's a... <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, it's the, the... When we're recording this, it'll by the time it gets out, it'll be later, but uh, but yeah, we're right in the middle where it's like, uh, you know, uh, Biden just barely took the lead in a couple states right at the end after several days, and it's crazy, so... I, I, it'll, yeah, it'll, 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 be, it'll be a couple months, you know, yeah. I think it'll be... Oh, I think so, too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they'll, I mean, I have to go to court. I mean, they have to... They have to play this out for the for the for the for the crowd. So hopefully it's resolved before he's supposed to end his term. <laughs> what, what day is that? <laughs> January, right? Something. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, when January you inaugural day, whatever that is. But yeah, I assume it's I assume it's the same day. I assume it's like the midnight of like. Yeah. Anyway, that's I, know, I assume I assume there's maybe a crossover day because it's like they don't get. Must maybe there's be, an yeah. official like. Maybe that's just like the ceremony is just like the ceremony and then like literally on the morning of he's the president and then yeah. he just like swears in. Yeah. 
Yeah. And we can't have like six hours with like no commander in chief. I mean, that seems like a really good time to attack us. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> Clerical <laughs> arrow, let's do it between noon. Let's before noon, guys. They can't <laughs> declare war. Um, assuming they have a full day of transition. <laughs> yeah. But uh, anyway, yeah. So, um, so if, especially the, you know, anybody in the dog industry, reach out to, to uh, Joe because he's got all kinds of insights into that industry. And I know you did some oh, yeah. other pet industry stuff prior to this uh, position with Dog TV. And yeah, it's about, about five years into the pet industry. I absolutely love it. And, um, you know, as, as everything, there's a silver lining, the dog adoption and dog um, new dogs in homes right now, the numbers are coming out and they are astronomical. They're in the millions of new dogs. Mm. Um, and for anybody who's in the finance world or investment world, the dog industry was creeping at about five to 7% year over year growth for the past 10 to 15 years. Wow. It was just steady going from like, you know, 69 billion and just kind of creeping up. Um, the estimates are now over a hundred billion dollar industry. Wow. For the pet industry at whole, and that's a little bit of a caveat, you know, there's about 70, 60% of that, 40% of that in veterinarian, mm -hmm. uh, and about another 40% in food. Um, but that's still, it's still a huge opportunity in an emerging marketplace and a ton of new customers yep. who are willing to, the dog culture now is, it's not the dog culture of 20 years ago. It's, if you know anybody with a dog or you go on Instagram and just put dog in there, these are members of the family. These are these are children. Uh, these are people who have classes. I know friends that their dog goes to day to school more than my son goes to school. Oh wow! Like three days a week, they're physically in a school on education and training and tips. Um, and so the the marketplace is gonna. I've seen the next five years, you know, 110 billion or more or greater because of you know other factors as well. So. It's a it's a growing industry and and relatively uh, relatively safe as well because you know dogs still need to be you know, fed and sheltered and cared for uh, despite anything. Awesome. Well, I want to thank you so much, Joe, for being with us today. Um, it's been a great show. Um, uh, it's uh, a lot of good things to to learn from you uh, with your expertise and and, and I'm sure. I know I learned a lot and I'm sure everybody else did too. So, but thank you so much. And uh, we'll probably have to have you on again here sometime. Awesome. Well, no, thank you. Thank you so much, Jess. Thank you for, for hosting and for sharing this education. It's so important. Um, I think we have the, uh, the ability nowadays to have uh, a lot of information at our fingertips, but not a lot of education. So I, I appreciate when people are, are genuine about informing individuals, giving them the, the tangible skills and not just a bunch of information because, you know, Google, anyone can Google anything, but the, the tangible education is super, super important nowadays. So thanks so much for what you do. And I look forward to being on again. Awesome. Thanks again. And uh, everybody uh, go check out Joe on LinkedIn, Joe Myers, and uh, make sure you uh, like and subscribe and all that fun stuff and give some good reviews uh, for the show to keep going on uh, strong. So thanks again. Have a great day, everyone.